0: Second helping of oysters, clams, and cockles in this new decade, the year 2020. I am Ross Bolin, here, of course, with my buddy Barrett Dudley to bring you the best TV shows and movies weekly in an easily
1: digestible podcast packed with laughs. Barrett, how excited are you for today? I'm pretty, pretty damn excited, Mm. Ross. We are going to, among other things, get very witchy with it today, Mm. I expect. I expect as well. Yeah, and 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 then also, I just I've got uh, it's taken me like ten days, but I've got a new resolution for the year. Okay, which is to grow my hair out as long as the uh, guy from Avatar, so that I can connect it with this podcast microphone with this mic. Yeah, yeah, much much like the Navi do with their uh, flying beastie creatures that they are emotionally and. psychologically connected to through in the film avatar brainwaves in the film avatar jake sully from 2009 there you go thank you for reminding me of the name jake sully here's why i'm thinking about this i caught some of avatar on fx last night okay and i'm a youtube tv guy now by the way wow which i I mean for a couple for a couple months now several months even but really, it's just nice to have, like, TV on in the background. Yeah, yeah. That's just not something that I, that I wanted out of my life, so no, YouTube I, TV it. makes me very uncomfortable. YouTube TV is a great way to do that. But, I, you know, so we're cooking, hanging out, watching a little bit of Avatar. First of all, Laura pointed out, and I guess I kind of remember this conversation uh-huh. from 10 years ago. But this movie basically just stole the plot of Pocahontas and, like, infused it with some yeah, un- like, yeah, Gully. Ferngully. Yeah. yeah. And so that's weird. <laughs> Ferngully, which, by the way, if you go watch now... It's horrifying yeah
0: it's a scary movie like not for kids no i'm an adult (laughs) 32 year old man and i watched it a
1: few weeks back stoned and it scared the shit out of me but uh yeah also it just this is like one of the most successful movies internationally Ever, ever 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 Ever, ever, it made like i don't know 14 billion dollars no probably not that much but it is up there you know what i mean Oh, it made actually, two point six. Okay, so two point seven six billion I, worldwide. I tried to exaggerate it, and yeah, two point eight billion dollars. Good God! So, and then yeah, this year it was allegedly passed
0: by Avengers: Endgame. Okay, but nobody gotcha. knows how any of the financials of any of this shit work. So, but tell me, like, is this a movie that sticks with you?
1: I mean, I'll always remember when Avatar came out. I just it's weird that it didn't have more of an impact. And I heard like I, I saw it last night and then I literally had it on a podcast today that mentioned it because they were talking about the beginning of the last decade and okay. this kind of this kind of led up to that, right? And right where we're at in now in 2010. Sure. But what did this movie do? What did it change? Did it 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 didn't, you know, at least like with 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 Avengers, that's like the capstone on, you know, this this decade-long movement towards the biggest box office smash hits being these Marvel and these superhero films. And, and to your, yeah. Right. Biggest, like, biggest we, part of like, that being er, the buildup. Yeah. And early in the Crazy decade. Crazy like, We'd spent the decade going from Iron Man to Avengers Endgame, which, like... I mean, it took how many movies to get to Endgame? Yeah, exactly. Whereas Avatar, it's like James Cameron was off making some weird, creative, nanny camera stuff. It's not like people adopted that. He's just off in his own world doing crazy, mad scientist shit, and he's apparently making more of these things now. Yeah, he's out there doing sequels. I, but, like, tell me this. Are you amped up for Avatar 2? No. I mean, no. I don't even
0: understand what they're going to do from here. So it, it, Avatar, for those of you who haven't seen it... It doesn't
1: matter because, as Barrett pointed out already, it made two point eight billion dollars. Ross, everybody has seen this movie.
0: Yes, and everybody's <laughs> seen it. And you didn't have to know the plot. You you didn't have to see it to know the plot. That plot has been done so many times, as you said. Like it was basically Pocahontas, Fern Gully, and a couple other movies with some twists and maybe a little bit of this and that. But the cool part of Avatar was the technology stuff, and the, it was the first three D movie. It, it was a it was a unique,
1: a uniquely what immersive the 3D thing. By the way, three D. Experience. Are we not doing 3D anymore? The, no, I you haven't can, been forced you, to wear a pair of those glasses. You in can forever. you can go see 3D movies. Still, movies still release in 3D, but it is like I, I purposely avoid it. It must be fewer and far between. I than don't. It was. I don't like wearing glasses for. Maybe part of it is that all movies are like four hours long now And I don't yeah. want to wear glasses for four hours well, Name a movie where you saw it in 3D And you were like, this was
0: life cha-. Even Avatar in 3D versus regular It was cool, I mean, don't get me wrong Cool experience, kind of like going to the IMAX Or right, kind of like right. going and seeing a laser light show But come on, man, it wasn't well, the,
1: that big of an added element I, I mean, but that's what I, I guess what I'm saying is that Avatar was the, it, the, Maybe that my, that might be the most memorable part of it for me Is that the 3D experience was actually like mean, worthwhile. Yeah. You know. But I don't know. I it's it's just a weird thing to have this like I I think this movie would have been roasted on Twitter if it was a if Twitter had been around for it. It is it is pretty like it would silly. it would have made it would have you know, ignited a thousand different memes, I feel like. It would have for sure been meme central, but I feel like we
0: made pretty good fun of it even like pre-social media madness Like the movie did get roasted a bit Like yeah. it was silly as fuck and okay. everybody knows right. James Cameron's a weirdo Like it, there, there, it was written in a cheesy way, you know, it's, it's it was it was silly, it was fun though But it was weird for like a however millions of hundreds of millions of dollars project for him to tackle and then to still be doing Avatar, and then weirdly, yeah, no, it doesn't really have a place in like the legacy of movies. That's yeah, considering
1: That's its global budget impact. Right, shit. right. So I just thought that was uh, that was yeah. interesting. But yeah. but you can look forward to me linking up to this microphone in just a whole oh, new we all whole new way. We all later forward. later this year. Yeah.
0: Are, are you going to do Gerald for Halloween? Do you Geralt, feel Gerald? Gerald? Do you feel do you feel the obligation? No, no.
1: Gerald. <laughs> It's the soft witcher Get out of here The much softer here. witcher in a town over uh, Yeah, that's the uh, the beige wolf mm-hmm. Not the uh, not the white one Not the white one. <laughs> Uh, No, no, I, no? I, I don't think so You're teasing people That's what I, they're gonna yeah, think Yeah, yeah, no I'm That just, is what they're I, gonna think I couldn't do Henry Cavill justice Ah Man, you know what I mean? You feel intimidated in by that role? In this most recent episode You know when he's just he's there's He soaks in bathtubs He on does On the occasion He's very good at this And he's just very like do you remember? I remember when I was in like late middle school, early high school. Uh huh. I had a poster of Britney Spears on my wall. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, which one was sort it? of from a music video, Let's but it's more like it. she's wearing the outfit from the music video, and she's like doing a cat, you know, like a pose for the for the photo shoot or whatever that's going to go on the posters. Okay. I, I I need one of these with Henry Cavill doing the bathtub thing, but he's posing for the pictures for the for the poster. Ah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. So he's get instead of like such a brooding, you know. Uh, scowl, he's giving me a little bit more of a flirty uh... You want a little smirk to it Yeah, yeah, a little smirk okay, to it Yeah, enough. exactly. I'll, yeah. We'll I'll put that can... up on the wall I'll get, yeah. that, I'll get that shit framed We'll see if we
0: can make that happen <laughs> uh, We will be discussing The Witcher today mm-hmm. Obviously, through episode four So The Witcher Hive will continue buzzing And then we are going to present y'all With the 2020 lineup of entertainment coming <laughs> your way In the form of TV and movies all year long, baby We are psyched for a new year of burning holes in our eyes with you Speaking of which, this episode of OCC is also brought to you by Felix Gray You may not realize it, but the average American blasts their eyes with bright screens for 11 hours every day And when you consider how much of our day revolves around our devices, our TVs, our computers, our cell phones That's that's not that crazy I'm legitimately staring at like four screens right now, technically So it's, it's uh, 11 hours a day, easy for me, And the fact is, we can't eliminate extensive screen time from our lives anymore Technology has become too prevalent uh, But you can protect your eyes from it with a pair of Felix Grey blue light filtering glasses Available in both prescription and non-prescription Most of us Americans live with tired, dry eyes, blurry vision or headaches caused by all these screens At the end of the day, if that sounds familiar for you, Felix Grey glasses are for you And they're, uh, they're going to filter out 90% ...of that high-energy blue light and eliminate 99% of glare coming from your daily barrage of screens. Unlike other blue light filtering glasses, they actually use proprietary blue light technology embedded into the lens... ...as opposed to cheap coating that can easily chip or scratch over time, which is what some of their competitors use. Felix Grey is on a mission to make fashionable, high-quality blue light protection widely accessible... ...by offering a variety of frames for all face shapes and style preferences. I have the Faraday frames in black... From Felix Grey Faraday You can check them out On their website I wear them every night uh, When my eyes get tired At the end of the night And I want to watch A little TV Or a little bit of a movie To wind down before bed I throw on my Felix Gray's Instant relief It's it's crazy The difference they make With glare as well Sometimes I wear mine When I game They're handcrafted From the same hot quality Materials used in High end designer frames Like organic Italian acetate And German engineered steel Felix Grey glasses Are available in Non-prescription Prescription and readers Adults Kid sizes Whatever you need, they got you. Don't go another day looking at screens without the help of some Felix Greys. Go to com slash OCC for free shipping and 30 days of risk-free returns or exchanges. That's com slash OCC, F-E-L-I-X, G-R-A-Y, Glasses.com slash O-C-C. All right, let's get witchy with it. The Witcher through episode four. Uh, last week we discussed basically episode one.
1: You going to your witcher
0: Yes We really do need
1: to get that remix
0: up on this pod um, The song Let's just start there I told you it was a banger Well, no, hold on Let me get us caught up For people who weren't here last week We talked about episode one, essentially Barrett gave us some of episode two I apparently was barely awake watching that the first time through I rewatched two I watched three I watched four We're gonna talk through four today Um, Let's start with the song Yeah The song has taken over (laughs) The song is good enough to where the hype for the show has risen a level just because of the song. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. The song is is dope. You you what? You teased the song.
1: I did, but when I got to it, my god. Well, and they've done a. They, they clearly knew what they had with it as well because they kind of tease it in in episode two. They end with it, and you're like, "What you're the like, shit? This is whoa. not this is not old timey medieval minstrel music. This is pop music." But it's enough though. It's got and the then, vibe, and then in the in three and four. They like they're running with. Oh, that. they're leaning in. They it are it, baby. leaning in that this guy is, you know, the the Calanthe's even like enough with the maudlin music. Play a jig, damn yeah. it Play a yeah. jig. Bard is the man. Bard. So fuck yeah, off, the, Bard. <laughs> um, they definitely. This is a. Do you think this, this is a bit? And I like the bit. Do you think they got through episode two and they were like,
0: "Stop production, come back in four weeks. We have to rewrite the rest of the season, including <laughs> the song,
1: as many times as we can." <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like somewhere along the way in pre-production when they were getting that song together, somebody heard it and was like, Oh, this is this slaps. It's stuck in my head. And then they were just like they they, they gave it to the writers in room and they were like, feel free to to use this in any way that you see fit.
0: The guy just crushes it too. Every time he starts belting
1: it, I'm like, Fuck yes. People are making animations and memes out of it and yeah, remixing yeah. it and there's Kinda of tra- makes you, makes you want to take up the loot a little bit? A little bit. A little bit. We need the trap remix
0: though from somebody yeah. to, to get up on here, uh, with our, of course, oysters, clams and cockles. What would you call our theme song? It's not a trap mix, our oysters, clams and cockles currently. The, the uh the, the intro?
1: Mm-hmm. What
0: what genre is that? Is it
1: is it Where not, would you hear that? Is it not trap? Quentin Rue? Is that how you say that? I don't know what that is. Is it in Mexico? Oh uh, Qu- Quintana Rue Roo. Quintana Rue Roo? Yeah. Quentin <laughs> Quentin Rue I was like, Who's Quentin? Uh, <laughs> Quentin <laughs> Holy shit um, Oh
0: god To get back to The Witcher um, yeah, yeah So Barrett Yes Through episode three I'm feeling the flow I'm in the zone I like what we're doing Things uh-huh. are going well the the, the the fact that there's Different storylines Is starting to make A little more sense to me I'm, I'm becoming wise to things, right? Right. And then episode four happens, and I feel like I've taken some drug <laughs> that takes away all the sense that I had. Uh, yeah. It was just a
1: very confusing, chaotic, and magical episode. Well, you're you're going to be really uh, just shocked to learn that I've actually rewritten. Uh, you know, my Bowlin Media contract. Oh, no. Yeah, and you're no longer paying me in cash. You, I, I have now, I, I've enacted the law of surprise. Oh, for the lo- law... <laughs> <laughs> Not the law of surprise again? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing it to you. What? Why, why, <laughs> why, what? Can you even explain to me what the law of surprise was? I, what it means? I can, but I couldn't when they initially said law of surprise and then spent 30 minutes on... Massive battle sequence that was, uh, you know, <laughs> because of the law of surprise. I, I, the the only explanation there is that they wanted you to just kind of have your jaw on the floor and be like, "What is happening?" Oh, I did. What is the law of surprise? Why is there a massive battle with like random people? It was like it was like a battle royale. Random people are taking different sides on for the law of Who's surprise, on? against the law of surprise. Switching sides Switching during the law of surprise. Yeah, the whole surprise, thing. bitch. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Complete mayhem. And then they don't even really explain the law of surprise until the final minutes of the episode. No, but they do keep saying it enough times to make you think, man, they really should have named that something else. Yeah. Because
0: law of surprise just does not sound as tight as it should when you say it out loud.
1: Yeah, it sounds like something Job would say in Arrested Development. <laughs> <a villain. laughs> this is all part of. I don't want to. I. I want to make it clear that I'm very much enjoying this show. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. I just don't know what happened in episode four. But the law of surprise thing really plays into the whole like campy, like super campy high fantasy piece of this show. Yeah, that was that was a lean in right there. Like every Shameless. single piece of this show is really it's like a high fantasy concept. They didn't reel it we back. We got we got law surprise, we got crazy, we got we got enchanted forest where you drink waters to forget. We got trees are talking. W- trees are whispering to you. We've got uh oh oh portals being opened in a in in, ma- in like a mass chain of portal jumping. We've got bugs stabbing you in the forehead. Giant We've scorpion. got assassins with face paint on. We've got- Throwing w- knives. Mages and witches. We've got the witcher who we don't know. We've got Mausack doing all sorts we of weird other shit. We've got other witchers getting we've there. Got the other, we've got the daughter of the princess uh, of the Queen Kalanthi who uh-huh. can do a bunch of magic and spin herself up into the air with a giant windy force, man. force field. We've got the porcupine man who was cursed. La- in episode three, we had the, gr- uh, the girl who was also put into cursed. her dead mom's womb and totally cursed and then was like a beast thing. I thought so, that so, I like, was crazy. And then we got to four and I was like, what? Th- this show, it it it, it barters. It, it. That's what it does. It It is about like all of these ridiculous high fantasy like ideas okay. and things. But four and, felt like it started to spiral subjects. out of control. I really liked four actually.
0: Okay I just I need to wa- I watched it this afternoon Like a couple yeah. hours ago Right And uh, and I mean It was just I guess it wasn't what I expect Like through three I was like Alright I kind of had a feel For like the pace or whatever mm-hmm. And I was starting to get a feel For the story And then four We just spent so much time On the wedding Yeah Or the whatever that was The fucking ceremony Where I And the confusion Of who was on which side Of the Law of Surprise thing Was a big part of me Not really liking that
1: Yeah That whole setup Do, do, do you feel like you grasp Law of Surprise now? Sort of. It's like you basically, it, it's, it's, I think it only works in this era where people were gone from their homes for long periods of time. Because the way they made Law of Surprise sound is, is like he saves the king's life, right? Dooney saves the king's life. Okay. Dooney is porcupine man, by the way, or dog man, or whatever he was. We'll go with porcupine. I thought he looked porcupiney. <laughs> Hedgehog perhaps. He- yeah, yeah, very, yeah. Cousin of Sonic. <laughs> um, So he saves the king and he's like, no, I take no payment for this. I only take law of surprise. And so they go about their business. It's just the name. And then they come back and he like, I guess it's like the first thing you find out that you didn't know. It's like, well, that's, that he, that belongs to old Dooney over there now. What the sh? I just... Here's the, the Witcher wiki has an explanation Would you like it? Yeah, yeah, give it to me The law of
0: surprise is a custom as old as humanity itself The law dictates that a man saved by another Is expected to offer his savior a boon Whose nature is unknown to one or both parties Well, I'm lost, because what's a boon? In most cases, the boon takes the form of the a saved prize. man's firstborn child Conceived or born without the father's knowledge Huh Lately I'm seeing a lot of confusion about the law of Surprise Blah, blah, blah. I thought everyone was familiar with that motif since childhood. People in Wikipedia. Come on. Redditors, of course they know all this shit. Yeah, I don't know. This is too much for me to read through all of it right now.
1: Anyways. Go. It, I, I, Dooney made it sound like he was expecting like a bumper crop or a new pup, as Iced says. Okay. Yes. But he comes back and the queen is pregnant and that's like a surprise. So he has the right to... Claim the, her? To claim her. Interesting. It just, it was a very complicated way of revealing that that chick was pregnant. And by the way, you also gathered that, um, the Witcher. Geralt. Geralt, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Is, is entitled to Siri. What? That's, that's what happened there at the end. He's like, I don't need anything. And then Dooney's like, you have to take something. And he's like, fine, I'll do the law of surprise too. And then the chick throws up because she's pregnant. With Cir- with Cirilla, with Princess Cirilla.
0: Oh yes, and then that's why. Okay, so then our magic. What's his name? Mouse man, mouse butt, mouse sack, mouse hat, mouse sack, mouse sack. <laughs> like mouse- n- like
1: nutsack, uh-huh. but with a
0: mouse. Okay, mouse sack comes in, and
1: then he explains to to Geralt, your bond with this chick now is going to yeah, be some crazy yeah. shit, Geralt. Now this now and Geralt's like obviously the way this is all set up makes me think that this bond, your claim, the law of surprise. It 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 doesn't have to be like a hand in marriage, because I don't think we're gonna go super creepy with that. With like, hundred 100- no. year old Geralt or however old he is, yeah, we don't know. Claiming the hand of this thirteen year old, that's gonna that get I'd, touchy. It
0: feels like it would be a stretch even for yeah. two guys who started this podcast about a show where aunts were banging nephews right, and right. such. That would be weird. Yeah, thirteen year old girls typically. You you don't think that Henry. Cavill would have signed on for this project just to end up a yeah. witchy pedo.
1: But but here's so ep- episode four is cool because it it's right in the middle of this season and it kind of it's they're only eight. Yeah, it's filling in the blanks for us of it, it's connecting the Geralt Witcher storyline mm-hmm. with the Sintra Calanthe, Princess Cirilla storyline. Right. And so, so we're it, starting to see it come together. So we're starting to see it come together. We're starting to see how he's connected to these people, um, and that was—I don't know—I th- I th- I thought that was pretty pretty interesting. That's that's fair. Um, I, I, again, it was just the law One, of surprise thing that really threw again, me. Again, and I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah. Law of surprise is a very silly sounding name. They shouldn't have named it that. Once again, they crushed the battle sequence. And I know that
0: all these Witcher High people listening are probably like, "Well, the law of surprise is from the book." Sure. I know. Sure. I know. I know. I'm just saying, cosmetically as a basic viewer, not a Witcher uh, enthusiast. Law of surprise was tough to take seriously coming out
1: of a porcupine Plus, we, man's I mean mouth. We've been very clear about how we are critiquing and watching and approaching this show. We are Witcher noobs. Very much so. You know, we are coming in here with no knowledge. But positivity. But positivity. And that's when you create a show like The Witcher, which you're pumping into the top of everybody's algorithms on Netflix, uh-huh. you have to expect a lot of people to be watching like we are. Hey, I'll tune into this crazy... High fantasy show starring Henry Cavill and that has a bunch of cool fight sequences like you have to you, you're making it for the fans. Obviously, you want to you you want to create a, a show that like matches what their vision of the books and, and, and how much they and the pieces that they really love from the game. Right. Right. You want to match that. But you also have to make it for people that have no idea of what the hell this world is even about.
0: And so far, there haven't been too many points where like, I mean, I'm not like so confused that I feel the need to go look up stuff or whatever. I'm letting it come to me as it does. And And I'm trusting the show that it's working. Yeah.
1: It's done its thing so far. There's been a couple times where Laura will basically say something like, you know, she'll ask a question and I'm like, don't worry. We're not supposed to know yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm letting the show do that because they have to know that we don't know. That we don't know. Yeah. We got to have a
0: little faith here. Right. Um, Let's talk about Yennefer for, mm. for a little bit. Her, so what is it? Was it three when we finally see her take her transformation, go to the magic plastic surgeon and say, I want to be remade? That, that's correct, yes. That was intense. Very shit. intense. That that up against Geralt fighting with the, however
1: you say that, monster. I can't
0: mm-hmm. do
1: it. A um, lot, uh, lot of kind of female empowerment in episodes three and four. What yeah, female empowerment which we kind of saw.
0: We knew this was going to be a a great show for female characters when, from the get go, the setup was all these daughters born under the black sun or sure. whatever. Yeah, absolutely. It was like, okay, cool. We're going to get a bunch of cool Very female good characters. Point.
1: Uh, but um, notable to me was that like Jennifer is is exchanging. She's giving up her opportunity to bear children in mm-hmm. order to have this like cosmetic redo, basically. Right. right. And, uh, that whole sequence was like very, had mad childbirth vibes going on mm-hmm. with like how crazy painful and torturous it was. Yeah, and, absolutely. And transformative and all that. Um. That's like what she gave birth her to herself, basically. Right. Yeah. To exactly. her new self. Yeah. So that was, that was very intense. And, uh, and yeah, then she, she storms into that ballroom, which once again, I, I look, the CW vibes are here, man. That was basically a high school dance. Fair enough. <laughs> I look, just noteworthy. That's on saying. It's it's true, and
0: here's how I know because I have not watched very much shit on CW in my life, and I know what you mean. The vibes are there. They're there, and that doesn't mean it's a knock. Just, they're just there. They're just got, there. Yeah. There's
1: some CW vibes in that bitch. I don't know if it's the lighting or it, the way it's shot or something about it. There's some vibes. It's all of it. It's all. It's it's all of it. It's and it's the fact that it's like we kind of started our conversation here about that. It's leaning so hard into its, into the fantasy genre. Yeah.
0: That it just comes off as a little cheesy, and that's the CW feel, sort yep. of, basically. Cheese.
1: Cheese! What else? Uh, but yeah, oh, so we had... Speaking of the, the high school dance, by the way, we get a little look at the two kids who are the king and his sister. Yeah. Who are eventually going to bone down and cause... Yeah, and caught. Yeah,
0: that was cool to see in the next mm. episode after we've seen the because the, the king was episode three. The king and his sister situation that caused him to have to go fight that monster. Yeah, right? but so
1: was so was the 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 dance. Oh, that was okay. Yeah, that, was. that was all. That was all contained in one episode. Oh okay.
0: shit. Okay, yeah. got it. Got it. Got it. Um. Oh my god. What else? The stuff in the portal jumping stuff. Then I feel. I felt like we went very quickly from. Like Yennefer going through her transformation to now we're in Yennefer 30 years into the game.
1: We jumped jumped very, yes. And that, and just to talk about the timelines a little bit, that showed us that the original Yennefer timeline Mm -hmm. is the earliest thing that we've seen. Okay. At At least I feel pretty confident about that. Okay. Because now we're 30 years later. Right. And that's like, so that's, that's a storyline that's like catching up to, to current, to current Geralt timeline.
0: But we have old Geralt timeline that we don't know where that is. And we
1: don't, that's the one like, like he obviously becomes the quote unquote butcher of Blaviken Mm -hmm. much early. Like that story has spread. People know that. We don't know how long ago that was at this point, but we know that it's well before the present day Cirilla Forest of Goliad or whatever it's whatever called timeline. Is, yeah. yeah. We're still yeah. catching up to that most present slash future timeline. Did you like that we got a taste of perhaps why Nilfgaard is so goddamn angry? Yes, but I need more. I want I we need more of the Nilfgaard story because the Nilfgaardians are, well, everybody's just, everybody is just brutally murdering people in the show as well. You know, we, we, yeah. we get the tale of. Of Calanthe's uh, attack on the elf king, who I'm calling Fiddlesticks, mm-hmm. because I can't remember the the real F name. King Fiddlesticks, of course. <laughs> uh, but she murders, she murders the whole family. The soldiers are laughing. They're swinging babies from their feet, smashing their heads in. Yeah. Like, we get some pretty gruesome dis- descriptions there. Yeah, these people are gross. <laughs> They're medieval. Yeah. The, uh, the 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 value of life is low. That's correct. I mean,
0: people are switching teams during the the fucking surprise thing. The the what is it? The what of surprise? The, what the law of, of surprise. The law of surprise. People are fucking switching teams during the law of surprise. Nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> Just kill whoever. Law of surprise. Good God. Um. So we've met a couple different witches at this point. Right, we Two. see the yeah. mm-hmm. we see the one get absolutely owned. He, I don't know he that guy. Yeah, what he just hadn't leveled up enough times. He just showed up I, and was I, like, "I'm a Witcher too," and they were
1: like, "All right, here's a monster." Just not a very good one. He got rocked. Didn't even one know did didn't even know how to handle a uh, a, a, a spiga a spirit a spriga stiga? sliga stiga. <laughs> uh, who could
0: <can> tell? <laughs> who knows? Witcher Hive losing their minds. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're sorry, but well, we're three four episodes in. Go listen to Game of Thrones season one There's
1: also so many Names Names and places And and and,
0: yeah There's a lot Go listen to Game of Thrones season one I didn't know Jon Snow's name Until like podcast eight (laughs) I was calling him like Good looking brooding guy Striga 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 I said Stiga I was
1: closest I give me a point (laughs) Tyga Bad rapper any other stuff you want to cover from... Uh... That Striga was crazy, by the way. Mm. That was really... That That was some... You know, the monsters in this thing are great. Crazy uh, kind of alien vibes. Oh, yeah, dude. A little bit. And I'm, I'm referring to the movie. You know, the whole... Yeah. Her, like, whole vibe. Oh, yeah. I liked when he tries to wrap her in chains, and then she just, like, immediately busts them, and he drops the... Uh... Fuck. Fuck. He's very good at grunting. <laughs> I think you talked about this, you know, a <sighs> week ago that he does a lot of... <clears> hmm. <throat> hmm. Ugh. A lot of subtitles just say, hmm, HM.
0: Yeah, he's great at that.
1: And then the fucks. He's
0: great F-bomb execution. Yeah. Fuck. Gets a good laugh out of me every time. Yeah. Um, but the song's the best part. Drop a coin for <laughs> your witcher. Dude, have you heard the death metal remix? <laughs> no, I have not. You gotta you gotta Google. Okay. Uh, I saw the one that we
1: posted. The, that, was, that was a, a death metal remix. That was remix. a hot track.
0: That is a hot track. That was a bop. This is not that. This is very angry. Mm-hmm. It's essentially you can imagine it when you're, you're if you're in the shower later, getting ready for bed. Sing yourself the Witcher song, drop a coin for your Witcher, and then imagine what the death metal version would be, and try to do it yourself. And that's exactly what you're in for. Yeah, it's gonna be good times. Um, yeah, no, I. Th- so we that, only have
1: four more. I didn't realize we th- have. Yeah, we're through. half. We're halfway through here. Okay, well, I'm excited to see how they bring this thing home. Because a lot of people I talked to have finished, okay? Did you think that there was a little bit of sexual tension between Calanthe, Queen Calanthe and uh, Geralt?
0: I didn't get that vibe because she just gave me, like, all the tension
1: in all the places vibes. Okay. But but I would be open to that. Yeah, no, not, I mean, I, it's definitely not going to happen now, but she, like... I know. I think she kind of saw him as a respected peer. You know, we're two battle hardened warriors. Okay, we're we don't care about all this destiny bullshit. Like we just want to. You know, we just want to go out there and, and kick in some heads and stuff like that. Sure. Right? At one kill, point, was she like, come watch me change, Witcher? Yeah, something like that. Something like so that. It, and he was like, ugh. But then she kind of seemed like she was kind of into him a little bit as well.
0: Maybe, maybe. I liked seeing the king in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who inevitably eventually yells, we're losing! <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I liked yeah. seeing the young him. He, yeah, he was. he's a fun
1: character. Mm-hmm. I Hair less silly. He switched sides three or four times the old, the, the old pack iced. there. I'm sorry, surprise. Absolutely saw um, the, the. well, I was actually, I thought for sure that Calanthe was going to kill Dooney. Uh-huh. And she reaches for the knife to say, here's your destiny. But then uh, her daughter, whose name I don't remember, like immediately Stryga. snaps into the, <laughs> snaps into the, um, you know, the wind tunnel force field thing. Yeah, which she then
0: controls to raise them up and to dance, and everybody else is like, we can't fucking breathe, and it's very loud in here. She's like, we're spinning in the air, in love, leave us be. What was that? For like 10 minutes. Yeah. It's chaos in there. Good God. Worst party of all time.
1: Half the guests die because of the surprise. Some would say it's a uh, a good party. surprise? The Dothraki. They would. The Dothraki consider a wedding a dull affair if it doesn't include- At least two deaths. At least two deaths. Something like that. (laughs) What was that dude's name? Illyrio Mopatis? Illyrio. Was that it? Illyria? I mean, that's close to that. Definitely Illyrio. I can't remember his I last name. I
0: feel like I was close enough to be I should be given credit, uh right or wrong.
1: I think you you nailed it. Fair enough. How about that? Yeah. You ready to get into uh, what's coming the rest of the year? Yeah, you want to talk some 2020 Preview type stuff? Yeah But first, this episode
0: of OCC is brought to you by Postmates. Winter is here, it is cold It is dark, it's dreary out there, why Venture out when you can stay in Continue binging The Witcher Season 1 With us and get whatever you need brought to you With Postmates while you remain on the couch Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery Whatever you th- can think of, delivery service All year round. No more trips to the Store. You don't even have to know where the store is Forget about the store. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Just download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates will bring you what you want within the hour. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the known universe with more than 25,000 partner merchants. For a limited time, Clamfam Postmates is offering you $100 of free delivery credit. For your first seven days All you have to do to start your free deliveries Is download the app right now And use the code OCC That's code OCC on Postmates For $100 of free delivery credit For your first seven days When you download the Postmates app Get anything you need Anytime you need it Download Postmates and save with code OCC If you have never used Postmates You're crazy I'm literally getting I'm going to be using it The second this episode ends I'm going to put my Postmates in I'm having lubies tonight baby Oh wow you going fried, uh, fried fish filet Oh god you know it <laughs> But I don't go Luan I go whole I need that uh, whole yeah. piece you of need fish, the whole not piece. the half. Okay. Okay. All right, big year. It's January 8th. We've got a lot to look forward to. Barrett, run us through some of the TV shows and movies that you've got on your radar.
1: Well, there's a lot, obviously. 2020 is going to be quite a year. It's a new decade, and we are full-on in the streaming wars. Oh, God, they have started. And two big points here mm-hmm. are that 2020 will see the release of HBO Max... Indeed. The streaming service from HBO and Warner Media. Indeed. And the Peacock from NBC Universal. Ah. And- They're we, really calling it that? The Peacock. That's Straight it. Straight up. That's the name. That's wow. That's the name. The Interesting peacock.
0: move. Interesting move.
1: You know, because they want people to be like, hey, did you see that thing on the cock last night?
0: Uh, yeah, that's not, you never put it <laughs> cock in any of your branding, in any word with branding involved.
1: Uh, additionally, FX on Hulu is coming to us very soon. Which is a way for FX to basically get more stuff created. Okay. So it's just it's just another. It, it, we're just throwing more and more heaps of content onto this already uh, mountainous pile. Uh huh. But so FX is now going to be have shows that go ex- exclusively to Hulu streaming on top of Hulu's already original content. And that they, they don't make show it. on FX. And they're not going to be shown on FX. The FX shows will also be streaming on Hulu. Interesting. So, they're just, you know, going to be Strange a, a, a wealth of options out there if you thought that there w- if there was a Darth currently. Now, I'll say this. I wasn't all that psyched to get into streaming
0: wars. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God, do we need to do more of these? I have so many subscriptions. My God. Disney Plus, what are we doing? But yeah. I love yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah, it, Like yeah. we've said, it's built... Magnificently It's It's Giving us All these old school movies From our childhood and shit Plus all the new stuff Plus Star Wars And all the Marvel stuff And all the other shit Plus of course The Mandalorian Season 1 Which we thoroughly enjoyed I thought Disney Plus Was like a massive Rousing success And I'm excited On the other hand Apples don't give a fuck I Haven't watched a single second Beyond sure. the first episode of C Which I laughed through the first 30 minutes of And uh, has I've not heard a single word or peep about <laughs> since So it can't have been good I'm not sure anyone has seen it No pun intended And then uh, We do actually have a couple of listeners Who, who are still ha- who, in Who vouch for C I, I, That's to be expected so, That's to be expected you know. There's always going to be some people who love stuff And that's cool Don't, no so. Not, not knocking your show Or not trying to knock the fact that you love it It's for you I don't have to like everything you like, but um, or which one of these out of HBO Max, FX on Hulu, The Peacock, are you? Are, are do any of these have the potential that Disney Plus had? And is it HBO Max? Yeah, it's HBO Max. What,
1: uh, it, what's going to be interesting moving forward here in 2020 is that that you know the levy is about to break because what's we we are getting to the point where people are going to have to choose a few of these apps right we can't just we can't add all have all of them. eight nine dollars every single time a new one of these that's comes how we out. get back to cable now i just have that's s- now seventy yeah, paying 200 dollars again for exactly all all the stuff and we don't want to do that exactly so it'll be interesting to see you know kind of like do people do like a bounce around thing do they do a few months here and a few months there do they cancel and then how do the streaming services and this is just i, I have not heard anything about this i haven't read anything it's just an idea that i'm having but sure. like or will they start trying to pull stuff to to prevent that? Because one thing that I'm always interested in is like, it, I have, we've got Netflix, right? Uh-huh. When Netflix bumps up their bump up their prices, they don't care that you've been subscribing for seven years. You're getting hit with the new price, right? I wonder if, in an effort to curb some of the bounce, if they if they would start Reward doing something loyalty. like our prices are going up October 2020 for new customers.
0: So you get some. So kind if, of the grandfather, so if you price. cancel
1: your, if you cancel your membership and then come back, you're in the new, you're in the new rate.
0: Yeah, I always, I'm interested in that, and then like the curbing of everybody sharing all of our accounts. Like we all have everybody else's guy. Like I don't know yeah. anyone who's not logged into someone else's at least one other streaming service. Right. 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 Um, at this point, it's 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 crazy. We I, it's, they don't really do much to curb any of that. Yeah. Either because each one gets like five sign-ins or something. That's pretty hard it to con- start flagging. Pr-
1: that's pr- one pretty difficult to control, and two, yeah. I don't I don't think they care all that much about it. I think they folded on that at the beginning. They were like, "Fuck that part. Forget yeah. it. We can't do anything about it." Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, <laughs> we're gonna have <laughs> a, a lot out there, and I've got a big old list of shows here to talk about, and it's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's. As you as you well know, there's going to be stuff that just pops up and is suddenly a hit. There's going to be stuff that's not even announced yet. We don't have release dates to some of those, but let's just run through some of the the, the shows that are that are out there. they are, ones supposed, that are out that, there. They're supposed to come back for 2020. So these are not new shows. These are shows that we will be getting new seasons of in 2020. Curb your enthusiasm in a couple of weeks. Cool. I cannot wait for this. I I miss Larry. Larry David on the cover of the new GQ, by the way. Uh, the, oh, that's big! The Good Place after four seasons is coming back for a ninety-minute special on NBC, which will wrap up the whole series. The Good Place is that's a, an interesting move. I'm not all caught up, so no spoilers for you guys out there. If you want to talk about Good Place, I need to watch the most recent season, which just got dropped on Netflix. But this is a this was a in the in the lineage of like Thirty Rock, The Office, Parks and Rec, all those awesome NBC shows. The, this one kind of like. It's the modern day successor to those and it's ending and it's sad because they're not really making, they're not really attempting to make shows like this. I don't feel like Mm. anymore, you know, just like nice, nice single cam 30 minute comedies (laughs) that don't, that don't take up too much of your brain power. Right. Sure. And I mean, even in saying that the good place is still pretty, it's still pretty thoughtful show, but it's fun. You know what I mean? Lighter than yeah. some of the others. Perhaps. We got Better Call Saul coming back for season five. One of my favorite shows out there. We've not covered it on this podcast. It's on, that's, it, this will be five? Yeah, yeah. Jesus, and dude, I find, I'm on one and a half. Yeah, and I find it, well, it, so you're not caught up. And I also think it's just kind of weird to like jump into these shows that have already been going on for multiple seasons. Eh. It's more fun to do like from you know, go sure from sure. the get go, or at least jump in on like season two, season three. Well, let's say this for all those who out there who love Better Call Saul. If, with the day comes where I'm caught up, we will for sure discuss. Yeah, yeah, but the but the new season drops in February. That one does have a date, so ah. you got you got some hours there to hit. Yeah, uh, only a few. Barry and Succession both supposed both are supposed to come back to HBO at some point in 2020. Right on that's exciting succession coming in 2020 big mouth season four i still haven't finished three yeah i haven't either i'm about there's so much to watch i I was just uh on this on my most recent trip over Mm -hmm. the holidays Mm -hmm. big mouth great show for the plane by the way Ah. Because you don't need a big screen for it. Who cares? It's just fun to watch. And on, it's
0: cartoons. Know. Cartoons. So the, the nudity is cartoons. That's, that's, you're not offending all the people behind you. That's, that's exactly. It's a problem when exactly I watch right. my pornography on the airplanes. <laughs> right. Yeah. They get that's, upset with you. Yeah, they, they do. Big Mouth next time for me.
1: Uh, so Big Mouth, Fargo, returning with a season four.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to the, the comeback. It's comeback season for
1: Fargo. Yeah, I think they took enough time off. I think they. I, I think Noah Hawley, the, the showrunner there, kind of knew that that wasn't like, he the, didn't crush that. He didn't crush that. It was he, good, not great. Good, not great. Take some time, you know. Go back to the drawing board. We're speaking specifically to season three. Yeah. I thought one and two. Uh, and I I, I, I look, I look forward to uh, to seeing what else they got. The Mandalorian. So that's gonna be in twenty twenty. Oh yeah, season two coming twenty twenty. We, we talked a couple weeks ago about how this is like the easiest shit in the world for them to just crank out. You th- they don't even need their star there, For right. one. Right, right. The other star is Carl Weathers, who doesn't have anything else going on. Oh, my God. The other star is a puppet. You know what I never even considered? This probably would be crazy, but like they could film
0: multiple Pedro Pascal scenes at the same time because <laughs> you don't need him there. Yeah. You just get four or five different dudes in sure. the helm And you got a bunch of scenes rocking in different corners As long as oh, they don't right, require right, different right. characters or whatever I don't know, I'm just saying yeah, yeah, Maybe they already got like eight seasons of this show <laughs> finished
1: Yeah uh, The last one, which I didn't know whether to put this on coming back or new But I would be remiss if I didn't discuss, Ross That um, that uh, the, the Pope is returning to HBO Yo, is it the But he's not Pope? the young Pope he is The New Pope. Oh, it's The New Pope. The New Pope. Oh, good. Yeah, rebranding after one season makes a lot of sense. But it is that that I believe is slated to release on Monday. And I do not expect a whole lot of discussion on this podcast. It's too it's too ethereal. It's too it's too weird. It's too wonky to cover. But this is still It's Bo- The Young Pope season 2? Yeah, but there's a New Pope now. But it's the same show? Same show. Jude Law is back. But, but there's it's The New Pope. But it's The New Pope. Because there's and another guy coming, in. and is John Malkovich? It's John Malkovich, yeah. Is Marilyn Manson in the show now? I'm looking at a screen grab of <laughs> Marilyn Manson. So uh, what the fuck? Look, I got. I have to watch this. I have to see how they follow up the insanity that was the new pope. Yeah, you and I, unfortunately, feel the obligation. So we can we'll do some check ins if we're able to catch some or all of of the new pope and for those of you who weren't here there was a point back between
0: seasons i believe six and seven of game of thrones where barrett and i grew quite bored and didn't know what to do so we started covering random tv shows in great detail one of which was (laughs) the young pope season one and several episodes into we realized my god this is essentially a show that you should do like uh, methamphetamine and watch with your artsy friends and it didn't have a whole lot for us to discuss outside of like well that was weird yeah yeah Hey, this week he boxed a kangaroo. It was just like, what? It was, it was. Remember when those nuns were playing uh, playing soccer? I do. (laughs) Those nuns had feet on them. Look, it was a fun show. It's incredibly well made. But it is very much like you, I I think at one point we put it like, it's like a moving art type of situation. (laughs) It's an art exhibit. Like it's more about the, it's very much about the art, not about the story so much.
1: Yeah. Um, Bouncing around to another HBO show. Let's talk about, let's talk about a big one. Because this will be the first new show, the first real 2020 show that we're covering here on the pod. Yes, sir. HBO's The Outsider. Yeah, I'm very, very,
0: very. It, currently, this may be at the top of my personal I, hype list.
1: Well, it starts on Sunday. We're covering it, so it's, it's, it's. You know, it's there. It's there for us, baby. It's, it's right here. We're on the precipice, and I have heard that it is dark. Really, like, super dark. Now, is this directed by? Bateman? Bateman yeah I think he's directing at least some of the episodes I think he definitely directs the pilot sick and it's a Stephen King novel and it's an adaptation of a Stephen King novel which I saw some of our listeners or one of our listeners on Twitter told me it was like one of his favorite Stephen King novels all right so the book has the book has fans 560 pages uh, in that novel. some Stephen King novels do not have any fans some don't there's <laughs> too many books yeah you can't put out a book every 3 weeks and have fans for all of them, Stephen. We but You're we and we gave a lot of props to uh to Ben Ben, ben Mendelson on a recent pod as well. Big fan the of cast Ben Mendelson. This show is set up to definitely, you know, scare me baby. I want it be, Bring it on to, to be a big one. Okay, uh one quick hit. I mentioned this show um on our Patreon podcast this week. Aqua remember we were talking Aquafina. We were. Cuz she won cause a Golden, Golden Globe. Globes, yes. She has a new show on Comedy Central. It is called Aquafina is Nora from Queens. It, w- w- we won't rehash the entire discussion, but you and I wondered if Aquafina would eventually go the Dwayne Johnson route and like start doing her stage name in parentheses in between her real first and last name and then eventually just drop it. A rebrand. A kind of a, yeah. You know, a. a uh, yeah a gradual rebrand? Yeah. If you will. The Rock has
0: somehow done it perfectly where it's like you can either say Dwayne Johnson or Dwayne The Rock Johnson or The Rock and everybody mm-hmm. knows who you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh and uh this makes me think that she's just she's like, "Nope, I missed the boat on that one. It's too late. I'm Aquafina now." Forever
0: and ever. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well. So that's that's coming out. It's just it's that's a tough it's tough to
1: pull two W's in a first name, but she's doing it Net- and then not have a last name. Netflix has The Goop Lab. Which we also also briefly touched on on the Patreon pod. Yeah, I don't understand this
0: what this is, nor do I per- personally care all that I don't much. Know this what is it, not for me.
1: I don't know what it is either, but Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop, thats the, it, it's, it, they got a whole weird lifestyle thing going on there. Mm-hmm. It's very polarizing. It is both very easy to make fun of. It is also very successful. Right. So I just, just had to touch on it. It's going to so be on Goop Netflix. Goop is the brand. Goop her, is her brand. Goop is her lifestyle, lifestyle brand. brand. Yes. With e-commerce and They make a lot of beauty products. Uh, They've done pop-ups in Dallas and Austin. Pop-up shops. They
0: had a wellness summit. It's it's They launched a print magazine. It's, it's which super bougie. Everybody's doing in 2020 launching oh, print yeah, magazines. They back did to that. Print. They have a podcast that may shock you. And then the Netflix series coming out, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay. Here's one that I. Oh, here's
0: here's a word. Can I read this one sentence, please? please? Goop has faced criticism for marketing products and treatments that have no scientific basis. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's on Wikipedia, so that's not a biased
1: statement. That's Wikipedia. There you go. Sorry. This is one that I will almost definitely not be watching, but I'm very interested in it. But this is you know, like we just said, I got to draw the line here, and I'm not getting, I'm not going to get CBS All Access. But the Star Trek reboot, Star Trek Picard, looks pretty sweet. And I'm betting there will be a lot of people watching
0: that, too. Yeah. yeah. Star Trek, massive, massive, massive uh, fan base.
1: It, 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 One of the things that the J.J. Abrams Star Trek film reboots did really well is yeah. they they took a show that I always thought looked really cheap and cheesy, which mm-hmm. I think was part of it. It was made in a garage for a while there, yeah. Yeah. And they made it look badass. Yeah. And this... this Star Trek Picard looks like it's like retaining the visual language from the films, okay. and it looks re- it just looks really crisp. I
0: did like the look of the J. J. Abrams Star Trek universe and the way he did all of it. Yeah,
1: um, I may be one bot. Behind- no, I've seen them all. Never mind. But nope. uh, okay. but yeah, I, I just it, it, I don't know, man. I, I I just feel like CBS All Access. Like I don't. I I just don't want to give them the five dollars. Nope, I'm not doing that. Um, yeah. did we talk about? We
0: talked very briefly on our, I believe, our Patreon episode yesterday th- about uh, don't fuck with cats. We did not mention it. Did we not mention it? Well, it's a Netflix series, but I'm, yeah. documentary series that's been going kind of batshit. It's very much getting served up to the top of the algorithm, oh, yeah. as you oh, put yeah. earlier. I've
1: been having some Twitter conversations with, with our listeners about it. And
0: uh, Jared Borslow and I discussed very briefly earlier in the week as well. And he was saying like, no, nah, I'm not, you know, we were basically like, no, man, fuck mm-hmm. that. Like, I'm not watching cat crimes. <laughs> nope, I don't need to see cats getting murdered with vacuums. It's right. not my bag, yep. baby. But he texted me last night. And he was like, dude, you got to watch this shit. He, was like, he says the craziest thing he's ever seen in his life. Yeah. And yeah. now while I definitely don't need him to stand by that statement,
1: I've now heard enough buzz to where I'm very curious about this. It, it, I, I just read the synopsis and was like, I, I very much want to watch this. And then I read the description of like the original video that he went viral for. Yeah. And you were like, no. Nope. kitten killing. Yeah. And I was like, no way. I, so, I don't even want to see a glimpse of what that video looks apparently like. Apparently, we don't have to. Uh, apparently, you only see the reactions
0: of other people watching it or something like that, which I'm yeah. not sure is any better. It's like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. Watching the red wedding reactions was fun. Yeah, but it just sounds like a really tough watch. You know what I mean. That being said, I've been through some tough watches, and the 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 le- the craziness, the cr- the degree to which that story is insane, very high. And I might need to. I might need to be a part of it. Yeah, just saying. Yeah. You had a note here about Space Force coming on Netflix, speaking of Netflix.
1: That is correct. What is that? Let me tell you what Space Force is because... I'm a big Space Force fan. Because the there there's a big there, there's a big crevice in between the name of this show and what it's supposed to be about and the creators and the stars. I'm very, very much with the creators and the star. I am not really with the idea of a show about Space Force because it doesn't sound that funny to me. Sounds huge to me. But... This is Greg Daniels, producer on The Office, creator of Parks and Rec, and, and it's Steve starring Carell. Steve Carell.
0: And Carell is a creator credit as well on this,
1: mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. interests me,
0: huh? What we, so okay, let me let me to understand this. You're in on the concept of this being a show. You're not in on the actual military force called Space Force. You don't no, want us n- fighting in the stars with
1: laser guns and no, 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 no. I I don't think that. <sighs> This is a comedy. Yeah, it it's. There's something about like there's already such an absurdity to almost everything that Donald Trump does that it makes it really really hard to like lampoon it. I don't know. Do you I know know think it, it's fucking you know I mean? hilarious? Like I I, <laughs> I think that SNL has had a, SNL has had a really hard time with the Trump era. I think because, they've had a hard time because be, they refuse to because it's hard to make fun of him because it's already it like it is. Stranger than fiction. It's so ridiculous. Everything is so ridiculous in twenty nineteen, twenty twenty like, already. How do you how do you parody something that and there's uh, uh, I probably sound like a broken record because so many people have have had that exact same take on sure, the uh, sure. on the web. But I don't know. It's just like that. Was this their best idea? Reading the
0: synopsis, that it's an upcoming American comedy web television series created by Greg Daniels and Steve Carell, stars Carell, John Malkovich, Ben Schwartz, Diana Silver's, and Tawny Newsom. Uh, a workplace comedy that centers on a group of people tasked with establishing the sixth branch of the United States Armed Forces, the Space Force. I, I'm in. I'm in for that. Okay. For a yeah. I'm, well,
1: I'm in for a season. I'm. I'm in. It's Greg Daniels and Steve Carell. Yeah, that's why I'm in. And if and I, I mean you, that description that you just gave me gave me actually like gives me a little bit more hope because the workplace comedy concept that, that part of it, people trying to figure out actually how to... Form a space well, force? Well, this guy just told us that we're doing space force, like, for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. So what do we do? Yeah, we have to invent laser pistols. To, like... There's guns to invent. Th- that is actually pretty ripe for comedy. Like, the people that are actually tasked with having to install that sixth branch of the military. Yeah. So that could be pretty funny. And if
0: anybody can crush the inner workings of something like that, it'd be Steve Carell. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, this will be interesting to see how this one goes. Because uh, how do you play with the element of real... Realism like the fact that space force is very much a thing that is being formed in the real world with our real president and our real
1: country Are they going to play with trump as a character? or Is it going to be like they just never mentioned my guess is that he's Yeah, that he's never like mentioned by name and it's just kind of You know off screen in The way they operate. Hey, did you know
0: matt damon turned down avatar? No Recently came out in a Ford vs. Ferrari interview. Hmm. He rejected a proposal from James Cameron for the lead of Jake, Sully, and Avatar.
1: Dude, that's another thing, though, about Avatar. It didn't launch Sam Worthington as an actor. Well, no. He, I mean, he didn't do a very good job. <laughs> I think he's pretty good in it. I mean, yeah, but the lines they gave him are really shitty. It's just, It's a cheesy movie. It's just a little cheesy. But all the same hey this dude just starred in a movie that made 2.8 billion dollars sure, fair enough maybe we should like give him a chance for our shit and then i don't know he just yeah but then he goes in for the read and you're like holy crap no wonder they pulled you. that's another piece of of the whole avatar thing that was like it didn't even it didn't even mint him as a star in fact the person that it made a star you can't even see in the film it's zoe saldana and like she's just a we never see her, actually. She's just a Navi. I'll give you one of the Jake Sully lines that could have been in um, True Detective Season
0: 2. <laughs> Everything is backwards now. Like out there is the true world and in here is the dream. That's Jake Sully <laughs> from Avatar. Yeah. yeah. I see you. Nah, no, man, it just had cheesy lines. And I. that's a good point, though. The fact that it didn't launch him into another stratosphere of stardom or even into a place where I could remember his name. Mm-hmm. Is weird. Did I get his name right? Sam Worthington? Is that
1: his name? I think so. Let me. It's it's uh, solely to me, baby. Let me read you one. I'm just going to read you the description. Ex Machina and Annihilation writer and director Alex Garland's new miniseries project is about a mysterious, powerful Silicon Valley tech company that might just be evil. The cast is led by Sonoya Mizuno as Lily and also includes Nick Offerman as the company's stringy-haired CEO. What is this? This is called Devs, and this is an FX on Hulu show. Okay.
0: So you think this is real potential FX on yeah. Hulu as oh, well?
1: Yeah, yeah, this sounds, this. I love the FX on Hulu idea. That's fine with me, I already have Hulu. So a big content creator, a big network that's kind of like caught up in the streaming wars and doesn't—they're not going to go start their own. FX is owned by Fox, who is now owned by Disney, but Disney Plus is not going to put FX content on their app because it's way too adult, right? Right. And so now, but Disney also owns the majority of Hulu now with the Fox acquisition, and so they're just like, oh, well, let's just have them make like all the shows that they're not going to put on FX. Like, let's just have them keep developing those and put them on Hulu. Like, I'm um, this. This is great. That make, dude. FX has mad hits. Like You don't realize it, but they've got hits
0: coming out for days on there. Let me read this real quickly before we finish up our discussion on stuff coming in 2020. We have a brand spanking new sponsor, ClamFam. Brand new, pay attention, it's called Future One of the things I love about my Apple Watch is how easily it uh, it makes my daily routine has How it factors in, reminds me when I have meetings or calls coming up Hits me with notifications to ensure I don't miss anything important like a recording session All kinds of good stuff But here's something new that I love about my Apple Watch It helps me take my personal trainer with me everywhere I go I use an app called Future that has changed the way I'm hitting my workout goals in 2020 I was begging For an effective program To help me stay accountable At the front of this year To keep me motivated To get me educated And guide me through my fitness And health journey Week in and week out And finally we have that In future I actually got set up With my coach this week And I have my uh, Like I have a call on Friday With my coach One on one To check in And talk about some of the stuff We've set up so far My 2020 fitness routine Is taking shape I am back baby Future pairs you up With one of their World class trainers and coaches uh, To create your personalized workout Plan tailored specifically to your schedule, your routine, your goals, and your progress, your coach checks in with you daily to keep on keep you on track. They can send you texts. They can make adjustments to your routine, follow your progress, which is logged onto your Apple Watch. And if you don't have an Apple Watch, that's no problem. When you sign up to train with Future, they send you everything you need, including an Apple Watch. Don't overpay for a trainer. Get the workouts you need to meet all your fitness goals, and take your trainer with you wherever you go. With Future, sign up for Future today at tryfuture.com/occ and get 50% off your first month that's tryfuture.com/occ for 50% off your first month 50% off why would you not try this for a month if you are already out of a routine you don't have a routine you're struggling like me and you need a health routine a fitness routine something to get you up this year in 2020 in January come through tryfuture.com/occ 50% off your first month all right
1: what are the movies we you've got You've been uh, you've been pounding the pavement recently I've noticed you know it. That's uh, is that uh, from future. Has, has your trainer been telling you to get out there and and pound the pavement? And pound the pavement. No, that was me actively trying to get in shape for future. For okay, yeah, you're trying to. It's like when you pre clean for the maid. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That was my detox. That's good. Yeah. What else we got coming? Um, a few more that I wanted to mention. Did you ever see the John Cusack movie High Fidelity? I don't know that I did. He is he own he like owns a record store, and he like tells the story of like all of his loves, the loves of his life. Oh like yeah, I've seen this way long through ago. his memories of uh, various records and music. Yes, this is adapted into a Hulu television show. Jack Black was in that. Yes, yeah. and it stars Zoe Kravitz. Oh yeah, wow, Zoe Kravitz, dude, wow, yeah. I, this is this one is pretty high on my list because it sounds like it could be like a like a pretty you know fun, fun a, a fun watch. I like Zoe Kravitz a lot. I th- th- this feels like something she was it, she was so like broody in in uh, Big Little Lies. This feels like something she g- is going to get to have more fun with. Yeah, show more personality.
0: She didn't get to do much in Big Little Lies, man. Yeah, especially right. the last season, she was just sad as hell the whole
1: time. So I like this concept a lot. That's coming to Hulu pretty soon. Um, Briar Patch is coming on USA. It is notable because it is the creation of Andy Greenwald, the co-host of the Watch podcast over at The Ringer. Wow. Yeah. He so he has made the full turn from television critic to then podcaster. To, to television now, creator To television creator That's incredible Just goes to show you That you and I Will be running A television show together Just like David Benioff And D.B. Weiss Goes without saying In a matter of years few years We're max. like a few years Away from this Couple few So you know Couple few Just very exciting Stuff for us One Bill Simmons Handshake away I really, I really like uh, Andy He's Always super insightful, and so I, I'm I'm very hopeful for his show. I I, I want it to be good. Briar Pat, executive producer is Sam Esmail, who uh, is the showrunner, creator, writer, director of Mr. Robot. I've got a good cast for this one too. So baby. yeah, so oh, yeah. so Rosario Dawson. That is something to pay attention to. I think I get USA on YouTube TV. That's another. This is another thing where I'm like, well, I you're don't know how to, I don't know how to watch a USA show currently. I don't know maybe, anything about you, but YouTube maybe TV. it's on my YouTube's. I feel um,
0: like my mom or dad right now, and I'm, you're. The child telling me about a new technology
1: that I don't understand. YouTube TV. Last last one that I'm going to give you here, and I'm again I'm going to, on this one I'm going to read you the description, and you can tell me how excited you are for it. Okay. Okay. Let's get down to it. Just, I can't wait to see Nick Offerman and something else. Here we go. And devs. Phoebe Waller-Bridge executive produces this cosmic thriller in which she also co-stars opposite Domhnall Gleeson and Merritt Weaver. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, anything she does at this point is going to get me incredibly excited. That is... how. Now I'm going to tell you that it's coming on HBO. Wow! And it's called Run. What? What is the premise? Ooh. It's a thriller. It's a thriller.
0: Oh, it's thrilling. So it's not going to be a Phoebe Waller bridge, uh, kind of what
1: we would expect in terms of comedy. No, but this is a perfect segue, because... Phoebe Waller-Bridge, as brilliant of a comedy writer as she is with the 25-minute episodes of Fleabag, did you know that she is also, like, a pretty sought-after Hollywood script doctor? I did not, but that makes sense. So I'm going to talk about a few movies real quick. One of, I believe she is even getting a writing credit on because they handed her the script and were like, do work. And she just went off? No time to die. Wow. Okay, the uh, the the supposedly final film of Daniel Craig's Bond tenure. Why do you say supposedly? Well, because they everybody is saying that it's his last film as Bond,
0: but we don't know for sure yet. Right. Okay. Interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Huh. Yeah. She. So she probably has a ton of uncredited. Writing stuff she's done as a yeah. result of being a script doctor Because that's typically uh, Somebody they bring in after the fact They do this with books a lot too, by the way mm-hmm. They'll bring in another writer To make your book look <laughs> and sound better Yeah They were going to do that with my book And I said, fuck you guys, no Yeah No, nah, that's not what happened They were like, we're doing this And I was like, are you really? And then they were like, actually, you know what? You're not worth it And they ended up like not doing it And I was like, tight Yeah Thanks, guys um, That's the thing, yeah
1: Yeah you want you let me let me let me uh, let me gauge your interest on some of these other movies and uh, sequels. Wonder Woman 1984. Excited about that. The is it a pre- full blown preview or a teaser that I watched? Oh, it's there's there's a full preview. I think I watched the full. it yeah. looked fucking awesome. The, the, love movie, what we're doing the with movie the movie posters look really good. Love I love what the first we're doing one. With it. Yep. I have no idea how they bring Chris Pine back, but they do. And that seems great. Okay, Top Gun Maverick.
0: This is one of those ones where it's, like, such an obvious, obvious win that I'm, like, not psyched. Like, I'm going to go see it, and I love
1: Top Gun 1. Rewatched it a couple weeks ago. This movie could be utter shit, and it's still going to probably be, like, a top five movie of the year for me. Yeah. (laughs) You're that pumped for it? Like, I'm that pumped for it. There have already been... I've already seen like the some of the behind the scenes type of stuff yeah. where all of the actors and like this is like, this is this is because Tom Cruise is such a crazy professional. You know, he's just like we're doing it, we're doing it the right way, we're we're doing it my way. They're like all riding around in fighter jets, getting used to the actual G forces. Like actors are throwing up on the side of set because they just went on like a on a insane fighter pilot jet cruise thing
0: yeah i always like dude he resurrected mission impossible
1: in he's, those... he's he's riding around saying the lines doing the thing passing out got the, he, the, yeah this man's crazy and i love him for it because he is so so committed didn't he strap you know, himself to of a 7.7 yes, or something or like a, a military jet and yeah. let it fly rocks were hitting him in the face getting kicked up off the runway he is insane do you know who doesn't care about winning an oscar ever in his entire life tom cruise he just wants to strap himself into a helicopter and, like, crash it into a mountain and put it in the Mission Impossible 7 or whatever. I just, this, this Miles Teller, Glenn Powell, they're playing beach volleyball with their jeans on. They look jacked and sweaty and oily. I love it. Hell, just yeah. Give it, give it all to me. Top Gun 2. Who would have thought? I didn't think we'd see the day. There's a Candyman reboot. The horror film? Yes. I don't know about. We, I think it stars Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta, and I'm also pretty sure it is being produced by. Uh, written, by Jor- uh, written by Jordan Peele. Written by Jordan Peele. So I'm co produced, and okay, never mind. I'm in for that. Yeah, then. So, you're, so you're in for that. Uh, Goes without saying. Cats, big debacle. <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda, not so great in his dark mart- materials. No. Rough stretch for him. In the Heights. I'm in on this. Okay. This okay. Th- this is him in his wheelhouse. This is his wheelhouse. Yes. This is where he should be. Yeah. Dancing and singing and giving us this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just had to mention it. Hey, we, I have a question. We, we like musicals here. I love musicals. I, think, I think this one's going to be a hit. I'm a big fan of musicals. Yeah. I just fucking hate cats. The musical.
0: Not the cats. The felines. Love them. Hate, hate, hate the musical. <laughs> love, love, love the
1: animals. Question.
0: Yeah. Top Gun 2. Are they going to be doing uh, young Tom Cruise CGI
1: flashback shit? Not that I know of. I don't think so. I don't think Tom Cruise is in in on that. Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah.
0: We don't need that because I just feel like that, look, that just gets scary quick.
1: Ross, one of my favorite things about seeing the new Star Wars film is that I got to see the full trailer for uh, Christopher Nolan's new movie, Tenet. Tenet? Is that one of the catches with Star Wars? They've attached this uh, trailer to it? Yeah, you can probably see it on YouTube, but I didn't know that there was a full trailer out for it. And this is... It basically... Feels like a spiritual sequel to Inception. Oh, yeah! Like we're dealing with like flipping, flipping, time on its head in various ways. Christopher it's, Nolan. Dude. It stars John David Washington, but it's Christopher Nolan, and yeah. Oh, you didn't say that, did you? I did. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And Robert Pattinson, and I think we're getting the uh, the Pattinson, the the Pat- Robert Pattinson, Pattinson, Pattinsons, Michael, Michael, the Pattinsons. <laughs> Oh, the Pattinson Sons. I think we're getting that in 2020. It's the renaissance of Robert Pattinson. Correct. Michael Caine. Yeah. He's in it because he's in all the all the movies. All the, all the Nolan, movies. Nolan movies. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many other regulars will be in there from the Nolan films. Clam fam, if you have not gone and watched the trailer for Tenet, please do so now. This, this is honestly, out of everything on this list, this- well, What do I do? I can't watch th- it this right is is now. A, we're this doing is, the show. This, well, I know, but we're almost done. This is the movie I'm most excited for in 2020. The whole year? I well, haven't even seen the trailer. I, I know. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm psyched to watch the trailer. But I am a Christopher Nolan is probably my favorite director.
0: Yeah, he's up there for me too, for sure. Like I mean, dude, those movies rule. Yeah. Dark Knight rules. Uh Inception fucking rules. Interstellar. Love Interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah. Great. I love that movie. Gets made fun of more and more nowadays for some reason. Interstellar.
1: Uh we talk about David Fincher sometimes on this podcast. He is has a movie coming out called Mank, starring Gary Oldman, and it is about the dude that wrote Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> That's very meta Okay Yeah Cool Have you ever watched Citizen
0: Kane? I have not Rosebud uh, Every time I ask you this And you say no I'm just gonna do the rosebud thing And you're gonna yeah. keep looking at me Like I'm fucking insane I, I've never seen it either I just know it ends with that line Yeah Yeah. Well there you go And it's supposed to be like His childhood bicycle or Sure Some shit Seems like
1: a big deal Yeah. Pro- uh, probably awards fair At the end of the year or something Sure sure Last one David Fincher Last movie I'm gonna tell you about What's up? Hit me with it Have you ever heard of the book from the 1960s called Dune? Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is apparent. It's like a revolutionary sci-fi book. And and it was a movie in the 80s, wasn't it? Yes. And adapted and directed by David Lynch, the Twin Peaks guy. Okay. Yeah. It was a massive flop. Okay. But Dune is hugely famous and has basically been like the inspiration or at least, uh, or or at least has inspired many, 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 many of like the most groundbreaking and most successful science fiction stuff. Science fiction. Stuff so it's a,
0: it's an adaptation of Frank Herbert's
1: cult science fiction novel. Yes. Okay. So we are we are trying again in 2020, and we've got the guy De- Den- Denny Villeneuve who directed Arrival. Oh, that movie was sick. Which I really liked. He's really good. He's directed a couple really good films. If you like alien movies, arrival was very good. Got a very, very good cast among uh, them is Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet? Chalamet? I believe I try I tried to figure this out, but I couldn't quite Oh shit, Zendaya. There's a movie coming out in twenty twenty, but there is also an HBO Max series about Dune as well, I believe. That's very confusing. So we're going, we're going full he- full steam on Dune in 2020. Somebody's gonna nail Dune this year, and they are really, they're they're really trying here. They're they're hold on though, hold on. They're digging this out of its grave, and this and they're one saying this is gonna be the thing.
0: This one that is a that is has Chalamet in it. Now there may be confusion on the internet as well, but it appears the one with Chalamet in it also has Zendaya, Jason Momoa, and Stone Skarsgård, which I would have to guess is the HBO one, right? No, that's the film. They got all them HBO people on it though. That Skarsgård, Momoas, and just all happen to be HBO people that are in the non-HBO well, Dune. They're,
1: because they're all, it's all produced by Warner. Huh. This is this is all like it, it's a it's a it's a concerted effort. They're doing the movie and the series. It's all produced by Warner. One's a film. One will be on HBO Max. One of the
0: photos for Dune on IMDb is Pikachu, hmm. which I don't really fully grasp. You know what? Maybe. Okay, yeah, you're right. Chalamet, Zendaya. uh, Is the other guy in this? I don't see his name now that I've pulled up the IMDb. Huh. Well, that'll be interesting to see if they can do it. Pull it off.
1: it will be. Messing with cult classic science fiction stuff. By the way. It's tough. I I, I know as much about Dune as I know about The Witcher. Like, I don't know what the story is. You're not a Dune dude. I'm I'm not a Dune head. You're not. But, uh, so I, I really don't know what to expect or, or, or what Pete, like, you know, we might see Dune and be like, oh yeah, this is every other science fiction movie. Like they've all, this is just a retread of everything that was already pulled off of Dune in the first place. Ah, yeah. You know, I don't know. That'd be weird. But it sounds, it certainly (laughs) sounds cool. They've got, they've got good people attached to it. They're obviously pouring a lot of resources into it. Chalamet's got the hair to pull off the main character. Mm -hmm. It's good Mm -hmm. stuff. So yeah. Good stuff. Hell, a lot to look forward to. Anything else that we forgot? <sighs> no, that's that's everything that's on that's on my list. And again, this is just this is we're we're just barely scratching the surface of of, of, of what's uh, what's going to be out there this year. Tip, you know, tip, tip. we're we are eight days into January. We're eight days into the into the year. Eight, and and this is this is this is already like an overwhelming list, an of amount of stuff. stuff yeah. No, it's intimidating (laughs) When you look at it
0: all written down It's intimidating But Barry, you gotta remember that list you came up with last year Of all the stuff you wrote or, uh, saw, watched. Yeah, it was much longer than this. Yes, it was much longer than this. Drop a coin for your witcher. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for today's episode of OCC. Huge thanks to our sponsors again for supporting the show. Make sure you support them to support us. Barry, do we want to talk a little bit about Patreon.com/slash Oysters Clams Cockles in January? Quickly
1: yeah, we before should. We, we should. Patreon.com/slash Oysters Clams and Cockles. That is where you can get all of our bonus content. You yeah. add free premium content on patreon.com
0: slash oysters, clams, cockles. We do uh, a couple different tiers there for you to pick from to support the show and get additional ad free premium content each month. Uh, the Mollusk Militia, of course, is going to afford you four additional podcasts. This month of January, whereas the Clam Fam will afford you three. It's a great way to get more OCC, hear more of me and Bear, watch more stuff with other stuff that we cover on there that we don't cover elsewhere. We already did a great Golden Globes recap, discussing that for an hour was a ton of fun. That's
1: right. The mollusk militia is the if you are if you're a big big time member of the Clam Fam, if you want to interact with us, if you want to call into our hotline. That is the tier for you. It's one of the best parts That's about about this show. We love interacting on Twitter. We love hearing y'all's takes and your voices on our hotline. We like answering your questions. It's one of our favorite things about doing this podcast. You. That is the mollusk militia. If you just want the bonus, the bonus pods, where we get where we talk about other stuff that we don't talk about on the uh, on the weekly ad based. See, Then you can go You can go for the Crustacean Nation. Crustacean Nation. This month on Patreon, if you watch the Golden Globes on Sunday, Ross and I really, really enjoyed them thoroughly. We did a whole podcast kind of recapping them, talking if you, about- If we, you we, didn't we gave, watch them- We gave out some awards. Yeah, even if you did It'll didn't, give you an idea of what happened. Yeah, probably yeah. a pretty fun pod. And uh, we are going to, obviously- We'll have, uh, at the end of the month, we'll have our hotline call for the Mollusk Militia. And then in between, I know that we are going to do our movie club on 1917. I can't wait. Which people are saying, people are saying, some people are saying. Some people. Is the best war movie since Saving Private Ryan. That's a lot of hype to put on a film. <laughs> yeah. But it just won Best Picture at the Globes. It did. And it's not even out yet.
0: So And then the guy begged us. He went up on stage and he said, please see it in theaters. So we're, gonna. Yeah. we're, so we're
1: going to. Yeah, We're trusting him. And then uh, we we've kind of got a, a a bit a bit of a blank space there. Boop. We have considered maybe doing like a throwback movie club. Yeah. Perhaps watching an old classic.
0: An old classic. And and covering that.
1: Yeah. So we'll figure it out.
0: But lots of good shit coming all
1: January yeah, long. Yes. So if you have any if 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 you feel strongly, if you think there's like a movie that is just perfect for us that we need to go back and watch and do on the Patreon, please tweet at us. At Clams and Cockles, at W.R. and at Barrett Dudley. If you remember like an example of one through,
0: through the years that either Barrett or I, one of us saw and the other didn't, I'd be interested to maybe do one of those at some point as yep. well as doing a throwback. And please keep fun. in
1: mind that like as much as I would love, love, love to do like a Billy Madison... That's just gonna be me and Ross sitting here quoting lines back and forth to each other for a straight hour. We're basically just gonna redo the movie, just in driving insane. And yeah, 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 and being like th- that part was so funny. No, this part was so funny. Yeah, that part is so funny. It it's, has
0: to be something worthy so of like deeper all, discussion.
1: Yeah, always consider that we we like looks for something that we can kind of like chew on and and you know.
0: Unless it's the young pope, in which case, for whatever reason, you can't chew on that. <laughs> you just, really, you just can't. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's just too those flavorful. Are just, those are just vibes that you just got to let soak into, your, into the skin. Yeah, that just becomes part of you. You just what you have to do with with uh, with the young and the new pope is you have to you have to get a little knife uh-huh. and you have to cut a piece of its arm skin off. Right, a square, and then a square, like a rectangle or a square, and sure. then you eat it, and then you let your friend stab you and gut you with a knife. Pull all your intestines out. And then, um, and then t- they can tell where the and girl then is. Touch your guts to know where the. And then they can interpret the new and the young pope. Yes, that's how. That, that is how, how you it.
0: understand it. This is the way everybody this knows is, it. This is the way. And that will do it for today's episode of OCC. Huge thanks again to our sponsors: Patreon.com/slash/OystersClamsCockles. On social media, we're on Instagram at OystersClamsCockles, on Twitter at ClamsAndCockles, Facebook.com/slash/OystersClamsCockles. You can follow me, Ross Bolin. At W-R-B-O-L-E-N At W-R Bolin On Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat You can also listen to my other show The Ross Bolin Podcast Wherever OCC is available So is RBP Speaking of which Video in 2020 Is now available to everyone So you don't have to just listen You can watch this show Bolin Media has a YouTube channel we're pumping out the links on social media. The very video of this entire episode will be available there. If you just listened to the entire thing and went, No! I could have watched! <laughs> well, now you know. Next huge, week. Huge. Or you can go back and watch, and now we're getting double the credit for your listening. That's just great stuff. Right? That is. Stoked about this, though. Barrett and I have been doing video here at Permanent Record for a few months. It was only available on Patreon in 2019. We appreciate each and every one of y'all who came through and supported while we got our... Uh, whole room set up everything they've done here at permanent record has been awesome for us if you're watching right now you see it you know it if you're not watching you got something to look forward to the studio is dope the setup is very cool we got a four camera set three cameras set up at a minimum i can't really count um and we have a really good time doing the show and it is an added element to get to watch us enjoy it as well so be on the lookout for that i'll throw links everywhere twitter instagram probably facebook too i guess um Barrett, where can we
1: follow you on social yes, media and hear more of your voice? At Barrett Dudley on social media, and check out the Club Cool podcast, Club which cool. returns after a brief hiatus—holiday hiatus—tomorrow. And I Thursday. don't, I don't totally know exactly what we're talking about yet, but I, I promise you, it is going to be hot a doozy. Hot. a real doozy it's hot gonna be yeah it's just gonna be a you know we're getting i'm getting end of the year feedback from the uh from the cool kids over there oh yeah and i just I, I just i just have a feeling that tomorrow's episode is gonna be uh hot 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 you're excited for it yeah i like to see the excitement in your face Barry. <laughs> it
0: brings me great joy <laughs> check out club cool check out rbp and we'll be back next time for some more occ until our next helping adios muchachos